Let's go talk about that Michigan game tomorrow night. The debut with J.J. McCarthy, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Bill. I missed that headline about that name change in the Washtenaw County illegal name log. I missed that one. Hey, Was- Washtenaw right. County name change.com. Get your website straight, <laughs> Skeener. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Jackson uh, McCarthy. I... Hey, man, Jesus. Hey, we'll go with Jesus. Being called Jesus is a little over the top. Uh, he, Just a bit much. It yeah. is. He was at the University of Michigan pool. He was working out and walking on water, getting ready for the start tomorrow. That's what I heard. And uh, throwing the football, uh, you know, from end zone to end zone and uh, running running at 3940. And the, the legend just grows of uh, Mr. JJ. And uh, we all know how talented he is, but... Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here. It is Hawaii. Um, they are just short of terrible, and um, I'm not so sure what we're really going to learn tomorrow night. But I guess it'll be it'll be entertaining nonetheless. You're Cade McNamara, and all week long it's been about you lead your team to a 51-7 win right against Colorado State, and all week it's about JJ's first start, and you led your team to wins at Penn State, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, uh, beat Ohio State at home, took your team and beat Iowa, thrashed them in the first appearance for Michigan in the Big Ten title game, went to the Final Four. Nobody would have looked good against Georgia that day. And you're hearing all this, and you know your job's on the line. What do you think's going through the mind of Cade Magnamer? Bill, just listening to you describe that's got me fired up. If I'm if I'm Kate McNamara, I'm pissed. I'm ready to show the world what I you know what my credentials really are and what I not only what I did last year, but I'm still here. I'm the guy that led Michigan to a Big Ten title in the first time in just short of twenty years. Beat Ohio State and God knows how many years and and played rather doggone well along the way. And and yet I'm, some people are writing me off and, and thinking that I'm not worthy. I, if I'm if I'm Kate, I'm absolutely irritated and salty, and I'm guessing that's probably the way he's approaching every aspect of his game right now is to fight and show people that uh, oh by the way I'm the guy that led the led the thing last year, and that doesn't dismiss the, the capabilities of JJ, but for some of the fans who just think wow thank God we're getting rid of this other quarterback who's no good well come on man. There's a there's a Big Ten title hanging in the bu- in the building down there now that hadn't been there in a long long time and and Kate did that and so if if I'm Kate yeah I'm I'm probably pretty irritated but now one thing about Hawaii I think they're the worst team in D1 football in Michigan 52 point favorite uh, last time I saw on the DraftKings sports book app big board it could have changed. even even if McCarthy is 20 for 21 with five touchdowns. I know it's prime time, it's a night game, but you can't take anything away from that outside of him maybe getting some nerves out because it's Hawaii. Yeah, Bill, and this is where Coach Harbaugh and the staff have to keep keep things under uh, a scope of reality here. Um, you know, there's, there's a pretty high probability that J.J. is going to absolutely light it up and run wild and do whatever the heck he wants because, like I said, and you just justified there, Hawaii's terrible. They're an absolutely terrible football program right now. So, you know, I, I, 
I think to think that we're going to put all kinds of weight, or Jim Harbaugh and his staff are going to put all kinds of weight in this performance against this opponent, I think it's a little short-sighted. I, I would guess that both quarterbacks, everybody that plays, is probably going to do pretty well. Probably, probably grade out pretty high tomorrow night uh, when they watch the film on Sunday. And and so I, I don't know that 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 this is going to you know really determine what this team really is made of, this Michigan football team, after this, this opponent here. I would like to think, and if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I've got two of these guys battling for this job. It's not a two-week audition. It's probably a month of September audition. And then things are going to get real when Michigan travels to Iowa. We'll see, we'll see what kind of a, the resumes say at that point. And if I'm Jim, I'm probably looking at it that way. What are you expecting from J.J. McCarthy tomorrow? And Doug Skeen, by the way, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman with Michigan co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at thewolverine.com. He's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. What, what do you expect to see? And if you see this, what does it do to your impression or impressions of the McNamara-McCarthy QB battle? Well, as far as J.J. goes, it's the one question I've always wondered is, is, is he going to force things? If he goes out there against a terrible opponent, if he goes out there tomorrow night, and there's evidence that he's forcing things and throwing some passes to some spots where he shouldn't because it's a smarter, more productive, more conservative place to put it, or that's where the offense dictates that he puts it, if he gets greedy and starts slinging it around, against the Hawaii, then that is not an indicator. But if he's disciplined with the football, throws it exactly where he's supposed to go based on the reads he's seeing in that secondary back there and what he sees from his receiving core, and he's efficient, and he's comfortable, and he's moving around, that's what you want to see. Uh, I, I would guess that Harbaugh could probably drop 100 points tomorrow night. He's not going to do that. So if it's like week one, we're probably going to see maybe six, maybe eight different running plays. Some of those are going to be read options. And J.J.'s going to have a chance to pull that football and run around the end. He could easily probably have 100 yards of rushing himself once he gets loose into a secondary. The kid can clearly run. And so that's what you want to see out of J.J. because those are his strengths, right? His, his feet are, are really, really good. He's got speed. But I'm curious as to what he does with that football when given choices – Where's he going to put it? In his time in there against uh, Colorado State, he was measured. He did a nice job. He didn't, he didn't press. He didn't throw it where it didn't belong. That's exactly what you want to see out of any quarterback. That's what we saw out of McNamara all of last year, with the exception of a couple throws. And that's what you have to have, a quarterback that can run an offense and not put the ball at risk. I was distracted for a moment, Skeener, because I'm looking at TV – coverage of O.J. Simpson at SoFi last night and a bunch of people in Stafford jerseys are getting their picture with O.J. Simpson. So uh, it's only only in L.A. Uh, we now resume the conversation already in progress with Doug Skeen talking about Michigan-Hawaii, J.J.'s debut tomorrow night. All right, away from the J.J. conversation, which is good for everybody because everyone has an opinion. Uh, what are other storylines connected to this team that people aren't seeing right now that are positive moving forward when they get to big games or things that could hurt the team? Well, the concerning ones first, uh, left tackle Ryan Hayes, is he going to be in the lineup? How's his health? Carson Barnhart went out last week with injury, who was the backup who played for uh, Hayes there at left tackle. 
Michigan's got a really talented group of offensive linemen, but we need to keep them healthy heading into October. So I'm interested to see what's going on there. Um, I also want to see the right tackle, Trent A. Jones, who's a very, very talented guy. I'd like to see him clean up a little bit of his pass protection. Last week he, he gave up a sack against a defender from Colorado State, and that needs to be cleaned up. You can't let people hit your quarterback, no matter who it is back there. So offensively, I'm a little concerned about that. I think on the positive side, Michigan's defense looked so doggone good last week. I would expect them to do the same against, again, a, a, a Hawaii team that is not very good. That Michigan defensive line should continue to uh, grow in their confidence level of being able to get after a quarterback on their own without having to bring blitzes. So I would expect we're going to see that. But, Bill, it's, it's just hard to get too excited about anything when your opponent is this soft. And, and you know, you're probably going to blow them out. So, you know, if Michigan goes ahead and does that and just runs up and down the field and absolutely stuffs them, I'm, not, I'm just not going to get too excited about anything because it's Hawaii and – you know, they've given up 150 points, and I think they've only scored about 20-something so far this year, and they're just not very good. So I'm pumping the brakes on the excitement, and it, it just is what it is. This schedule doesn't allow for a whole lot of real measurements going on. They're, they're indicators, Bill, but they're not true measurements, and we're not going to see that until early October. I agree. Month of September almost feels like preseason to a point, especially with UConn coming in. Uh, man, uh, those three, you know, Colorado State, I, I think they'll end up uh, being probably somewhere around a 500 team. They weren't that bad, and Michigan looked good, but Hawaii and UConn stink, so we'll see what happens. Uh, J.J. McCarthy's first start tomorrow night. Uh, who are some new faces that you liked in game one that when we get to those big games starting in October that will help Michigan on both sides of the ball or on special teams? Great question, Bill. I, I think again, I'm going to I'm going to get selfish here and talk about depth and offensive line. We've got an All-American candidate in Olobatimi at center there, the transfer from Virginia. But this young man named uh, uh, Crippen, who is the backup center, um, he showed a little bit of promise last year in the limited limited time that he's uh, gotten in the game. I really liked what I saw out of him, but it was only a handful of snaps. So I want to see him get in there and mix it up at the center position because. In, uh, one injury away, we're going to need a different center in there. I know we got Zinter, who can play the center position as well, but the depth in the offensive line is always a concern, especially now when you got two guys automatically uh, not not in the healthy side of things there with Barnhart and Hayes. So offensive line-wise, I, I think it continues to, to, to be a focus for me. The defensive line played eight guys last week, a rotation of eight. And, uh, you know, can, can they continue – to uh, have the same production, I think they will. Again, tomorrow night, they're probably going to be running wild, having a lot of fun, and they should. But going into the season, is it going to continue to be that same rotation of eight? Can all eight guys get in there and have that kind of production uh, without leaving maybe just four or five in the production lineup? Uh, So, again, it's, it's hard to say because of the quality of the opponent, the quality of the offensive line that that defensive line is playing, but... When, when that question is posed to me about who are the new faces, I always look to the trenches for Michigan because as go the trenches, usually as goes the success of Michigan football. Here's a question I want to ask you that if you're hardball in Michigan and you elevated 
to the championship level last year, and I know you make schedules well in advance. That's why you had Colorado State and you have Hawaii tomorrow night at the big house and UConn. But why wouldn't you have tried to fight for a big game early where you could really judge McNamara and McCarthy, where you might have gotten rid of Hawaii and and popped someone else in there that, you know, at least maybe, you know, Matt Caliber or lower level uh, Power Five conference to see where your quarterbacks really are at? You know, that's a good question. And we don't know that Jim didn't argue for that, but maybe it just couldn't happen because of scheduling obligations from these other schools. But I agree with the idea that you want to play a game in September that is some kind of indicator and puts your players under some kind of pressure with high expectations and a little bit of hype going in. We don't have any of those games here in September. The closest thing may be Maryland because it's the Big Ten opener. But I would have loved to have seen Michigan play. Line me up with the lower end of the SEC. I don't care. Well, you know, give me an eight, give me Boston College. Give me a, give me someone from the ACC. I don't you know something more than the middle of the bottom of the barrel Mountain West teams. Uh, again, doesn't really do anything for me. And I'm guessing that uh, this head coach Harbaugh and his staff would probably like to have seen a better lineup of opponents as well, so they can get a, a higher level of confidence and certainty as to what they've got in their starting lineups. But it just it just stinks this year that this schedule is it is what it is, and we're not going to know until October just how good this team is. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late '80s, early '90s, also a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear at thewolverine.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, Michigan-Hawaii, big house tomorrow night, 8 p.m. The first start for J.J. McCarthy should be interesting, at least for a while. I do wonder, uh, you know, again, if you have an ongoing QB battle, Doug, and people are saying, well, he's just going to hand off and get out of there, then why, why not use J.J. start against someone else. The only thing I can think he wants the nerves out uh, from him, a full half where you could watch film, compare it to Cade. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out Harbaugh's strategy here. Well, what we, there's a lot of things we don't know, Bill. Part of that strategy, I'm sure, is probably the first half of that football game, certainly the first good chunk of the first quarter, is probably going to be scripted, right? Um Harbaugh and his offensive coaches are going to put J.J. in situations and see if he can just execute the plan, or is he going to go off plan and start doing his own thing? Uh, and I'm guessing, again, based on what I saw against Colorado State, that plan and that playbook's pretty thin right now. I, I, I don't, I'm not joking. When I, I think Michigan ran about maybe six or eight different running plays in that entire Colorado State game just out of different formations. So it's pretty simple stuff. So, you know, you're going to put him out there, see how he does in that first series. I'm guessing that J.J. is going to do just fine. He's played a lot of football for Michigan in some big, big moments. And tomorrow won't be the biggest that he's already seen. He's already been in big games before. So, uh, you know, the difference is he's, he's, he's trotting off the sideline the first time Michigan gets the ball. I guess, you know, that that is one difference. But the, the quality of opponent should – he should absolutely be comfortable with, the, with what he's walking into tomorrow night. And so I would think he's going to light it up. But when you, when, you took, when you put out there your players in the first time in a starting role and everything's scripted and you know what the plays are going to be called before you even take the field, coaches are going to look and see exactly are your feet going where they belong, are your eyeballs looking where they belong from a, for your quarterback, 
you drop back in that first time you're throwing the football, are you looking off to get safeties to roll to one side of the field before you throw the ball the other way? Are you executing your fakes and your rollouts when you when you hand the ball off on a read zone and, and you give that ball to Corum or Edwards? Are you really executing that, that, that fake that you've got the football around the end or are you, are you turning back and watching football? Tiny little things coaches love to magnify and highlight. That's exactly what Harbaugh and company are going to be doing with this start. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, Doug. We'll talk soon. All right, Bill. Thank you. Go Blue. All right. Doug Skeen joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.